This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you're listening to the Maps Step Back Podcast. TK. I like that. Yes, yeah, the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back 30. Oh, Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, go relax, still at the champ. Diva still coming with the Calibus flow, the man's the best on the flow. I'm wild. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my Sports Illustrated Dallas basketball colleague, Matt Galatson. This is an instant reaction pod. Matt, we just, we just had our... Our heart rates go up a good bit. The Mavs, they've they barely squeaked by the Orlando Magic, 107-106 uh, on seats for Soldiers Night. And I, I, I don't know, Matt. I, I, I'm glad they got the win. You know you know what they say, a win is a win is a win. But uh, I don't know. I, I didn't feel great after that. I mean, Luka, he did his thing. The bench, they did their thing. Uh, KP struggled. I mean, just just quick initial thoughts coming off of that one point win. Um, this team is not as good as we think it is based on the record. That's my that's my initial my initial thought, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, they they play down to their competition. You mentioned it before we got on the air. Um, it's it's very frustrating to watch because. You know they they play Cleveland the other night and it's a close game really until the fourth quarter. It shouldn't have been a close game. Yeah. And tonight was the same thing. And you know then they take the Lakers to overtime. You know they they take Portland, you know to one point or whatever it was. So well to be and I mean if we're if we're being honest too, I I, I said they play down to their competition, but you know they play up to their competition too, and they really should have won that Lakers game. I mean I know we're all kind you know. We're all kind of homers, but you know that Lakers game. It definitely shouldn't have even gotten to overtime. Uh, Dwight Howard he held Seth Curry. That should have been an offensive foul. Mavs get the ball with what a little over a second left. That should have absolutely been a win for the Mavs. Now the Portland, the Portland loss. That was mostly self-inflicted wounds. Uh, you know they didn't make their free throws and. Uh, you know, all those Portland games are crazy, and I I kind of expected right. that going in. But anyway, I mean, what I what I'm but saying is that's what is, we're talking about, huh? That's what that's what we're talking about is is they they make mistakes and they don't you know they're not totally focused in games like this or in, yeah. or in big moments. And it's you know theoretically they should be undefeated. 
which is why I kind of disagree with your point about they're not as good as we think they are because like they're they're playing this is this is like the second or third game where we have been kind of frustrated or the second or third game that they've won that we've been kind of frustrated at how they've played and they've still managed to squeak out a win. So, I mean, you have to figure that, you know, once Porzingis gets his act together, this is going to be a completely different animal. Because the bench, I mean, they they've already got the chemistry going. You know, they're they're all they're all score, you know, you got four, five, six players scoring in double figures on a nightly basis. You know, they're lifting up the starters right now. Once KP gets going and the starters get in a rhythm, I think this is, you know, going to end up being a really, really good season for the Mavs. They're going through some growing pains right now. It's painful to watch, but, I mean, you look around the league at how some of these other teams have started. Um, I mean, f- five and two, I'd take that. And if you look at the schedule coming up immediately, they got the Knicks on Friday. Uh, then they got the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday. I mean, they, they can add a couple more uh, to this record early on that will help them, you know, later this season as, as they try to make the playoffs. Well, yeah, but, I mean, those sound like, to me, based on what I've seen, to, you know, tonight and then against Cleveland, that those are going to be close games. I mean, probably so, but if they keep winning more of them than, you know, than they don't, then – I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, the clutch games, if if they can win these clutch games, that's great. Yeah, but eventually, you know, making mistakes down the stretch and Seth Curry missing two free throws and and things like that. Yeah. And you know, Dorian's late turnover. Those things those are the kinds of things that are going to come back to bite him in the ass. Yeah. And well, I am not trying to sound like a downer, but you know, cuz they are 5 and 2 and it's and it's great and it's, you know, it's more than I expected you know, based off the way they started the last couple of years. But it's just, I, I guess why I'm frustrated is because my expectations were so high and it's it's difficult to watch them do so many frustrating things that, you know, frankly should be easy, easily avoidable. Well, look, here here's the thing. The Magic were averaging 93 points per game going into this one. And you had to figure that something was, was going to give, you know, when they played the match. That's usually how it goes. Everybody was talking about that before the game. And I think, you know, even Bobby Corrala tweeted something about how they were, you know, last offensively in the league. And then he was like, oh, well, prepare for a 30-point first quarter from the Magic. And sure enough, they went out and scored 28. Uh, you know, so that that just – I don't know if that's just a, you know, a stroke – stroke of bad luck or what it is but uh you know Aaron Gordon he got going early he had 21 points in the first half but he completely cooled off in the second half Mavs held him to two points uh he had two really really critical offensive fouls at the end of that game that that helped the Mavs seal the win uh, and then you had Jonathan Isaac who's looking like a you know defensive first team player all defensive team he had four steals and six blocks like he he was everywhere and yeah i mean and, and look I, I said this on twitter earlier tonight if people were keeping up with it but as great of a defender as isaac is he stripped kp like five six maybe seven times throughout the night 
And at some point, as good of a defender as Isaac is, you have to think that Porzingis, you know, would start to anticipate that a little bit more. You know, that that was a little bit frustrating for me to see. I'm happy with the win. Uh, Luca, he was amazing. He had 27-7-7, uh, seven and seven, so he almost had his third straight triple-double. Triple uh, the bench outscored Orlando's bench 49-31. to 31. But KP, I mean, that – I don't know. that That's the thing that I'm most disappointed with. Well, it doesn't seem like his head's always in it necessarily. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of gets lackadaisical or lazy or – maybe frustrated and you know I, I get I kind of get why he's maybe like that is because his game's not where he wants it to be because he hasn't played in two years yeah well that's well, fine well to me and it, to me it doesn't even really seem like he's that frustrated it's just like it's almost like he's on another planet you know uh, like he's trying to go into his own little zone or whatever and uh you know that's the thing. He tried to do the same thing over and over and over again against Isaac, and it just wasn't working. And, you know, at some point you have to say, okay, this isn't working. I need to try to do something else. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's – I don't feel like he was getting frustrated. I just feel like he's more stubborn than anything. Well, h- however you want to put it, it's fine. I mean, but it, it, it's it's just it, – that's the, the but that's – I guess that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is it's you can say it either way. It doesn't matter. It's it's he's he's not totally into the game. It's you know he's he's doing things over and over again, even though they aren't working. He's yeah. you know he's doing things that he wants to do, but that he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 little things like that. You know, hey, you know, the middle of the floor is why uh, Kirk mentioned it in our. In our in our uh, Twitter conversation earlier, it's like go to the middle of the floor. It's wide open. Stop trying to hammer it left every single time. Right. You know he, and it'll come. I, I'm not worried about it. It's just I'm I'm trying to find. I'm, I guess I'm just trying to find the the negative things here because it you know it's a one point win against a terrible team. It's not all positive. Yeah. And you know another thing that was really frustrating to me was Seth Curry played seven minutes. And then he plays five minutes in the first quarter, and you bring him, and then disappears for the rest of the night. When you're, you know, you're frankly not shooting that well, and your best shooter is not on the floor. Arguably, your best shooter is not on the floor, and then you bring him in in the last two minutes, and of course he misses two free throws because you've been sitting him the whole damn game. <laughs> it's like sometimes Rick won't get out of his own way either. He was making things more frustrating and and more difficult for the for the team than they needed to be. Yeah, he definitely has some weird. Some weird substitution. Jalen Brunson patterns. played six minutes. Yeah, well, you know, because you know that they were so they couldn't get anything going offensively in the first half, and then they inserted JJ Barea, who you know will never die. He is he is like a Iron Man. <laughs> he came back from that. It's his first regular season action since that Achilles injury. He played sixteen minutes, uh, hit three out of four threes. Put up eleven points and, and three assists, and you know that that was the thing. He was hot, and so obviously Rick chooses to start him uh, for the second half, and uh, that's the thing. You know, instead of Jalen Brunson, he started <laughs> he started Berea for the second half instead of Seth Curry. Uh, so really, it was Brunson and Curry that got a little bit of you know the elbow there, but. Uh, 
I, this 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 worries me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, like here, let me let me try to cheer you up a little bit as far as you know the actual win though. It's not like I mean, yeah, the Magic were two and four coming in, or were they two and three? I don't know. Anyway, they were either two or four and two and five, but you know, it's not like the Magic or the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, they've got a they've got a lot of good players, and they made the playoffs in the East last year. And they played the Raptors well, who were, you know, the eventual NBA champions. So it's not like they were just playing scrubs out there. The the Magic, I mean, yeah, the Mavs should have won a lot more handily than what they did. But, I mean, I, if we were talking about a one-point win versus Cleveland the other night, you know, I'd be just as down as you are. But I, I do think we have to give the Magic a little bit of credit for, you know, how awesome they played on the defensive end tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, the Making the playoffs in the East isn't exactly a huge accomplishment. Well, yeah, but, but like, but like I said, I mean, they they made it, and then they, you know, they made the Raptors sweat, you know, by winning that first game, and you know, they played them well throughout. So, I mean, th- that's all I'm saying is, you know, it's it's a step up from like a Cleveland or you know, a team like that. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the next tier up for sure. But honestly, you know, well, I was sitting there before the game started thinking, you know, this. The Magic might not be the best matchup for the Mavericks anyway. Right. Because, because they have so much length and so much strength and athleticism. And you know, Vucevic is just a, a bull on the interior, and he just pushed KP around all night. A lot of people wanted and him with the Mavs this summer. He would have been nice. I mean, it would have been a hell of a lot better than Dwight Powell has been the last couple, couple of games. Which, you know, he's been hurt, whatever, fine. I don't think he should be a starter. Um, but like Jonathan Isaac is just a nightmare for the Mavericks, an absolute nightmare. I mean, his whole stat line, I mean, you said the stuff about the steals and the blocks, but his whole stat line was phenomenal. Oh yeah. 13 yeah. points, 10 rebounds, six blocks, five assists, four steals, five of eight <laughs> shooting, thir- you know, plus 15. Is he, I mean, I mean, is he going to sign me up? What, what What's the, what's the chances? Like how much money would you bet that he gets a, quad, a quadruple double at some point this year? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about some point this year, but at some point in his career, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. Like, man. He almost had, he almost had a five, 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 five line or whatever. Follow what was talking about it on the broadcast. It's, and look, I'm actually surprised they only credited him with four steals. It feels like he had at least six or seven. Yeah, but it did. <laughs> that that is just crazy. But I mean, yeah, going back to the Mavs side of things, and you know, some more positives. Like I said, the bench uh, they continue to to do their thing. Uh, outscored the the Magic bench forty nine to thirty one. Justin Jackson he had seventeen minutes off the bench, four of six from the field, uh, hit one of his two threes. Had six rebounds. We're going to have to tell Kirk about that because he has been harping on my guy. <laughs> uh, so he had 11-6 and six off the bench. Uh, Maxi Kleba, he was a big spark off the bench. Four of six from the field. Hit two of his three threes. Perfect from the free throw line. Four of four. Ended with 14 points. Uh, three rebounds and two assists. And then you had, like I said, the 11 points from J.J. And Tim Hardaway Jr., Matt, had 13 points, three rebounds, two assists, and he was a team high plus 15. Yeah, and that's the kind of line that makes me think that plus minus doesn't mean anything. 
I mean, because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think he was that good. I mean, he had a couple of bad shots tonight, but overall, I mean, I thought he, I thought he played really well, and he had that, he, he drew that uh, charge on uh, Aaron Gordon at the very end that you know pretty much sealed the game. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he was fine, but like the plus minus part of it just seems a little like a little bit of an outlier to me. I mean, that just doesn't make doesn't compute with everything else that happened. <laughs> like Luca was only plus six. Yeah. And he was clearly the best player in the game, even though he only hit one of seven from three. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, uh, regardless though, it was still a good game for THJ. And, uh, I mean, even Dorian Finney Smith, he only, he only scored, uh, four points on the night, but he had a huge three in the fourth quarter. And it was very similar to when he hit that huge three against the Lakers that should have, you know, probably sealed that game. Uh, you know, they ended up losing in overtime. But, I mean, he, he's been really good this season. He doesn't put up a ton of points. But, I mean, it's getting to the point where when he gets the ball late in the game, if he's wide open, I'm not just, like, cringing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's nice to see. Um, another thing that kind of concerned me i mean i know you're you're harping on all the positives and i'm harping on all the negatives i mean well, we got to balance crazy. each other that's, out so that's yeah, good yeah i mean that's that's why this works yeah <laughs> but um like delon wright only 13 minutes minus 10 yeah like it it's it seemed it almost seemed like rick and and boban who had been great the last couple games you know maybe he would have been a good matchup on the interior against Vucevic, probably not, but you never know. He only played two minutes. Like it's, it seemed like Rick kind of went away from these a couple of these guys really early and didn't give him another chance. Yeah. And well, that that's how, like that's how things like Seth Myth, Seth Seth missing two free throws late in the game happen because he's riding the bench for almost you know forty minutes or however long it was, and then you just assume he can just come in and nail a couple free throws without, you know, taking any shots or doing anything. I mean, of course that's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. Even if he had sat the entire game and just came in for those two free throws on the end, I don't – I would have still put a good bit of money on that he would have at least hit one of those, Matt. <laughs> but, well, I, yeah, probably, but he was cold. But still, I mean, you don't expect a Curry to miss two free throws. I mean – I, either way, and on a night where you're not shooting well, and your best your best shooter just isn't playing in the game, there there ha, there there better be an explanation for it because it doesn't make sense to me. And just to and we'll, we'll we're gonna move on to another topic here, but just just to end on another positive note, the stuff with Rick figuring out lineups that's something that has frustrated a lot of Mavs fans over the last three years, and again that. You know they're sitting at five and two on the season right now, while he's figuring all that stuff out and doing his little experiments. You know with the rotations and everything, is a really positive sign in my opinion. Because yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, there's been some games that have been too close. There's been some games they should have won that they didn't. But they're five and two, and they can only get better from here, as far as I'm concerned. So. We'll take the win. We'll move on to the next game on Friday. We'll do a brief preview of that before we uh, close here tonight. But just moving on to this this next topic here, it's going to be you know strictly about Luca. He's been absolutely amazing so far this season. 
we talked about it before the season started and you know we listed our reasons or you know what ha- what had to happen for the Mavs to contend for the playoffs this season and the biggest thing among everything else was Luka taking a big step from year 1 to year 2 and so far that has happened because he averaged 21 points last year he's averaging 27 now uh 10 rebounds a game nine assists per game i mean uh, he he's upped his free throw percentage from 71 to 81. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. That adds a lot to his uh, points per game average. Uh, overall field goal percentage is up from uh, 42.7 to 46.6. I mean, his numbers are on par with players like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. I mean, he he's playing at an MVP type level. And even tonight, when he didn't have his three-point shot going, he was like one for seven from three, he just kept driving and driving. And, you know, he got rewarded with uh, seven free throws, made six of them. Uh, he, he's just got it, you know. He, it's like he can't be stopped this season. And that, that's a great sign going forward. Yeah, definitely. And you you might not like my answer completely to this, but he's not as good as he could be. Like he he's still like he's still like I mean, tonight I, he was one of seven from three like that's I mean I agree with he, that there's, <laughs> yeah there, there's still there's still things that he can do that you know to get better and that's so scary for the rest of the league like you know right now he's seventh in the league in scoring twelfth in rebounds second in assists eighth in per like that's incredible but it's not as good as it could be like that's yeah that's very promising and. That's you mentioned him driving a lot when his shot wasn't falling, and that's that's pretty much the complete opposite of of what we saw from KP. You know, KP like you you know like we noticed he he kept doing the same things yes. over and over again. That's and Luca, when he point. figured out when he figured out something wasn't working, he changed and he started attacking the basket and he started exactly. doing other things. So you know that's that's another positive sign from Lucas, you know, cause there was, there was times last year when he didn't adapt and this year he's shown the ability to do that. And that's might be the biggest step that he's taken this season outside of, you know, maybe his, his raw shooting overall. Yeah. Um, and but, look, you know, for the, mo- and look, the three point shooting is right there where it was last season. He's only at, he's right there close to 33%, but, like we've talked about before, if he just cut out a couple of the unnecessary step back threes, you know, that would be up above thirty five percent easily. So, I mean, that that's something he's still got to work on. But Matt, he's twenty years old, and I think we forget that sometimes. It's just, it's it's just such you know, as a fan, not just of the Mavs, but just as a as a fan of basketball. It is just such a pleasure to watch him play. Like he, it gives me joy watching him play the game of basketball. He's just so good, and he 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 knows like some of the passes that he delivers to people. Like I, I literally, my jaw just drops when I see it happen. <laughs> like I just I can't express enough, you know, how happy it makes me to watch him play. But anyway, you know, he's still got another step he can take only 20 years old, and again, even with him having another gear he can get to, the Mavs are still winning games right now. So 
I mean, just it's just really, for me, there is a lot more positives than negatives right now, especially as you look forward, you know, to the rest of this season. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. There's a lot more positives than, than negatives, but there's also a lot of things this team can get better at. And that they need to figure out quickly because they're they've been they've been fortunate that they they haven't had a difficult schedule so far, and that's not going to be the case the whole year. You know, the second half of the year is going to be brutal, and if if they don't get some of these things ironed out and and get some con, you know lineup consistency, where you know players are used to playing on the floor together and having you know consistent responsibilities and you know. Well, it's, it's, it's going to get really difficult for them. I don't even look at the. I don't even think like the lineup consistency. Consistency is the biggest thing because I think everybody on that bench and you know whoever's starting at the, at the three, whether it's uh, or well any position, whether it's Finney Smith, Lon Wright, Seth Curry, who, whoever starts or whoever comes off the bench, I think those guys stay ready. I think the biggest thing is getting Porzingis going more consistently because it's like on nights like tonight with everything that the Magic, you know, everything they were doing defensively, if KP just goes, you know, six of, I don't know, he was four of 14. So let's say he hits two or three more shots. I don't think that game is, you know, near as close as what it was at the end. Uh, you know, I, I really don't think he's going to go 4 of 14 most nights the rest of this season. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe it's going to take him a lot longer to uh, to knock off this rust from not playing for 20 months. But I, I just really think, let's see, we're at game number seven. I really well, think I'm... once we get around that 20, 25 game mark that he's really going to bump it up a notch. And, you know, it's it's going to be – you know, like a snowball effect going for the rest of the season. I, I'm that's fine. I'm not just talking about the bench though. I'm talking about the starting lineup too. Right, and that, that's because, what I'm saying because, too. But it you can't you you can't have Seth Curry playing seven minutes. You can't have Jalen Brunson playing six minutes. I agree with that. This 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 team is not going to reach their peak if 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 Rick's going to do things like that. Nine times out of ten, if those two guys play a combined thirteen minutes, I guarantee you this team loses. I mean, and they probably should have lost this game tonight. Well, I agree with that because they me... didn't have the ball last, and they turned the ball over at the end, and they they gave Orlando a chance, and a better team would have probably hit that shot and beat them. But listen, listen, that's I, what I'm saying. Listen, I agree with that. But let me ask you this, and you know, it can't, obviously it can't happen every night. But let's just look at it from a one-game perspective. Do the Mavs win this game if Rick Carlisle doesn't put J.J. Barea in in the first half? Um, I don't think they do. I mean, he 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 maybe not. He provided that, that a legitimate doesn't excuse spark. that doesn't excuse not playing Seth Curry. They play two different positions. Well, I mean, I I, I agree with that too. But I'm just saying. We we've kind of been riding the whole Berea shouldn't play. You know he he should be a. I still I still don't think he should consistently. I I know consistently, but I'm just saying for this. You know if we go into the next game against New York, 
and the you know the next game against the Grizzlies and you know we're five more games into the season and Seth Curry is still playing seven minutes Brunson's playing five six minutes a game then I think it becomes a bigger issue but for this game tonight against a Magic team that's you know really good defensively they were causing a lot of problems in that first half they needed some kind of spark because they they had played the starters they had played the bench Neither one of those units was getting it done. And then they put J.J. in there, and he miraculously got him going. So I, I'm not going to complain too much about this game. We'll see where it goes to, you know, in the coming weeks. But I, I'm okay with it for this one game. Well, sure, if they want to use J, if they want to use J.J. every few games, it's just like, okay, things are kind of stuck. You know, we're, we're stuck in a rut. We need some kind of a spark. Let's throw in J.J., see what happens. That's fine. Yeah. But he he can't have a consistent role coming off the bench playing 15 minutes every game. Right. Cuz I mean so, it'll be a, it'll be a disaster. Cuz I mean let's let's be honest. As good or you know as much as Jalen Brunson has improved as much as we like him, you know, going forward for the Mavs, he's not going to have it every night. And so if you have a guy like JJ Bray on the bench who, you know, can play like he did tonight, he looked like a completely different player from what he looked like in uh looked like in the preseason. If he can give you something like that every now and then, then I think it's fine if they play him every you know couple of games when they when they need a spark. Uh, you know we we kind of all overreacted at how he played during the preseason because it you know he was just that bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm fine with it. We'll we'll see how it goes uh, going forward, and we'll we'll readdress it when we have to. But Matt, we're gonna end on this. Uh, you know, obviously the next game is against the Knicks Friday night. It's the first time that the Mavs and Knicks have played since the blockbuster Porzingis trade last season. Uh, you know, like like I put on uh, DallasBasketball.com earlier today, talked with Dennis Smith Jr. He's not going to be there. Uh, so he's going to miss his Dallas homecoming, but it's still going to be Porzingis', Porzingis first game against the Knicks since last season. And then next Thursday, they'll go to New York, to Madison Madison Square Garden, and, you know, I'm sure that'll be a very warm welcome (laughs) for Porzingis from the the very rational Knicks fans. So, (laughs) what what are your thoughts on Friday, though? The the Knicks coming to American Airlines Center, uh, they lost to the Pistons by 20 tonight. I mean, what what are you expecting? Well, I sure hope they can find a way to match up with Alonzo Trier. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It, th- this is th- this is one of those games where if they look before, I can before, understand whole, not blowing out Orlando. Before you get if, into too deep into this thought, I feel like we should explain. For people who don't know, the the Alonzo Trier thing, it's not that he did anything, but there's a certain, you know, Yoda analyst. He he goes by Yoda, and he uh, he said that Alonzo Trier was going to be better than Luka, and he doubled down on it multiple times. So, <laughs> Oh, he doubled down, he tripled down, he quadrupled <laughs> down. He's... He he split his aces, and then and then and then split those aces into more aces. It was it was a month long thing, probably. <clears throat> so that's where that comes from. But anyway, well, th- what I what I was gonna gonna say was if 
not blowing out Orlando is fine. Not blowing out most teams on any given NBA night is fine. But the Knicks are horrible. Right. So they need to dominate that game. If they don't dominate that game, I'm, I'm re- I really am going to be concerned. If, if well, they win 111 to 110 or 112 to 110 or something like that, I'm going to be concerned. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is, they've got a lot of big guys, but I, I just don't see anybody that can check Luka. I don't see anybody that can check Luka or KP, to be honest. I mean, they can try RJ to... RJ Barrett probably thinks he can. That doesn't mean he can. I mean, he probably thinks... He probably thinks he can. He he's, got, he's probably he their best bet. He's he's not going to, I don't think. Maybe one of the more... Whichever Morris it is. The only thing I'm worried about in the game, I think the Mavs will win. I think they'll win handily. But the only thing I'm worried about is like... I don't know. I just have like this feeling that they, the Knicks signed all these power forwards so they can just like keep throwing big bodies at Porzingis and almost like they're putting a hit out on him or something. I I know that's <laughs> so. That, so they signed five power forwards to to match up against a guy right. that they're going to play twice in eighty two games. Right, just to get revenge. <laughs> that that's how petty yeah, I'm okay. thinking. But uh, you know, well, that's just it's me definitely being... not going to be ideal for him. Yeah. Well. I know that. That's just me being paranoid, but uh, I, I do think they'll win handily. I think Luca will be able to pretty much do whatever he wants. KP, I mean, he he definitely needs a big bounce back game. I could see him, you know, I could see this being his best game of the season. Obviously, he's he's got to have a little bit of extra juice for this one, you know, than some of these previous games. You would think. Well, if 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 he can't get juice. For that one, then he's not going to get juiced. Um, <laughs> that's that that was one of the messiest divorces I think I've ever seen. And now you know, KP's with the you know, uh, I'm not going to use the metaphor because the Me Too movement will come after me. But it's it's he's in a better much better situation now. Yeah. And he definitely won the divorce, and um, but he he still has every right to be pissed and frustrated, and you know, if he can't get juiced for this one, then we have a problem. But I think he will be super juiced, and he might go for fifty points, twenty rebounds, and ten blocks. <laughs> I mean, that would be incredible. And you know, a part of me, even if he a part of me wants him to kind of save it for Madison Square Garden but i mean why, i mean just do it twice if you have to but i mean if if i had to choose if it was like okay if he need, if he had to do that at home versus going back to new york again i'm i'm being petty here but i would want him to do it at new york <laughs> oh i would too that's that's fair there's nothing wrong with that and i mean there's something about those type of moments when, and we talked about this during the summer too, but you know, when, when players go to Madison square garden, star players, and this, you know, they're on the uh, opposing players to the Knicks. There's a lot of special moments there and that, I don't know. I I'll get a better feel for it as we get closer, but I mean, that just feels like it's going to be a special night. 
And Friday might be a special night too, but I, I expect the Mavs to win both games. But, I mean, we'll see. I I just hope that, uh, you know, it's not near as close as what this Orlando Magic game was tonight. And I don't think it will be because they don't have anybody like Jonathan Isaac who can just, like, go anywhere he wants to on the court defensively. <clears throat> Yeah, no, they don't. But uh, I'm sorry, this is totally off topic. But <laughs> it's did, late. It's did okay. any? I, I hope I hope I'm not the only person that saw this online. Did anybody see what? I mean, I'm just talking to you. Did Did you see what Eric Bledsoe did tonight? I did not. What did he do? <laughs> the ref handed him the ball to throw it to, to throw it in bounds, and he just started dribbling from out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody who's listening to this, I encourage you to go to go to uh, Worldwide Wob's Twitter account. He's got a video of it. I, I hate that guy. I think he's terrible. But this particular video is hilarious. So go check it out. Um, it, it's late, so that's fine. <laughs> yes, but anyway, no, the Knicks do not have uh, a Jonathan Isaac. They don't have that that athletic kind of a guy outside of R.J. Barrett, and he's not near the athlete that. Um, Jonathan Isaac is, but I mean Jonathan Jonathan Isaac's a freak. Yeah. Um. So I I think it's 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 a fine matchup for them. I think they'll be able to shoot it as much as they want. I think they'll be able to move it around as much as they want. Um. They might get beat up a little bit on the boards, but um. You know, if <clears throat> if KP is going to have juice for this game, he's going to have to, you know, <laughs> that's that's where he's going to have to show it. I just saw the Bledsoe video, by the way. Oh, it's hysterical. It's just like, oh, well, fuck this. <laughs> I'm just going to take it. I hope the ref doesn't notice. Uh, that's pretty good. <clears throat> All right. Well, look, guys, we're we're not going to keep you any longer here. We just wanted to come on and do a, a quick recap of the, the Magic game and talk about how great Luke has been and, you know, give a little preview of what's to come Friday when the Knicks play at American Airlines Center against the Mavs. Mavs will try to go 6-2 and two on the year. And look, if everything goes according to plan, we're going to have a second pod for you this week. We're going to come back on here Friday night, and we're going to recap Mavs-Knicks. So that'll be great. Uh, Matt, you have any any other thoughts before we head out here? No, uh, that's, that's going to be an interesting pod because we're going to kind of do it on the go. Right, because I'm going to be. At, I didn't go to the American Airlines Center tonight because I had other obligations that kept me um, kept me past the tip off. So um, it it's it's going to be on the go and it's going to be fun and it's going to be a new little experiment and we're we're going to try. Um, it might be on video. It might not be. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Still have yeah. some details yeah, to iron sure out. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it should be fun. Yeah, but. Anyway, guys, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Definitely go to our YouTube channel. I know Matt and Fish have some stuff planned for, you know, in the near future, uh, either before or after games. We're going to have some great content up on our YouTube page. Uh, Be sure to subscribe there. It'll automatically enter you for a chance to win two tickets to a Mavs game of your choice. Uh, the goal is 1,000 subscribers. Once we get to that point, we'll pick a, a lucky winner. Uh, we're about halfway there right now, and obviously the sooner we get to 1K, the more game options you know our potential winner has uh, to pick which game they want to go to. So be sure to do that. And again, thank you all for coming in and listening to us late tonight or early morning, whichever it is. 
We will see you guys Friday night. Y'all have a good one. Uh, a lot of times feel like I was on the road to nowhere. Tell me why all these people up in my face acting like I know them. Feeling like Luka Doncic, rookie of the year, I'm the coldest. God speaking through me every single track, profit like Moses. Asking why I gotta wait till I'm dead to go and get my roses. Feeling like mass 2019, grinding unfocused. I used to go to bed at night, this current so hopeless. Went through the same pain, my friends chose drugs to cope with. Now I'm reading all these hate comments, man, it got I'm in motion. I had to whip up the potion, I ain't need you with the boasting. I was just broken, way down to my lowest. Getting swallowed by the locusts, letting God do the coaching. I had to go through a lot, just to realize that I'm chosen. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.